2: tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Sulk. is
3: typical,
1: typical, disgusting, 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 disgusting And
3: it starts
4: right now. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back us. We've had a little uh, break here. It's been a while since we recorded one of these. Welcome back to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. I'm here with Goldie. Hello.
2: Yeah, the the break was the greatest time of my life. It was? <laughs> I mean, any break from anything is the greatest time of my life. It's, okay. it's, the, it's the lack of having to do anything is pleasure.
4: Yeah, I get that. I, of course, I was traveling, so it didn't count for me, visiting family. Um, JC, our lovely producer, is also with us. Hello. 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 There you go. There's our private joke. Yeah, and we had some technical difficulties before starting the show today. It could have happened to, to either one of us today. It happened to be Goldie. And the, the ultimate solution that our uh, sound engineer came up with was, is the mic turned on? <laughs> yeah, fact, I'm also now having
2: a, a secondary problem, which is the most 1990s problem, <laughs> which is when I shift my headphones 1 micron <laughs> over they work One. and then if the if the cable shifts the second micron the other way then it doesn't work so, so i have to keep my head exactly still for an hour and a half and we should be fine
4: so then you'll you have trouble hearing us when it cuts out is that the case
2: i can hear you but it's it's crackling in a oh, way no. that makes me feel Fear for my own mental health.
4: Oh no! Oh, uh, because what if to get headphones? on
2: board?
4: <laughs> what if it's not the headphones? If it's just right. your brain, bubbling. forever. Yeah, it's your brain snapping like the uh, yeah. the pot. As I think uh, every time I smoke liner.
2: pot, is this is this permanent?
4: Yeah. God, if I thought that, I would be thinking that all the time. Right. <laughs> so I don't. Oh yeah. So, we've had a few things that have happened in the last couple of weeks, and one thing I wanted to talk about quickly that recently happened to me that I think gives kind of like a good insight into the uh, the mind and, and the ego, let's say, of a comedy writer, certainly me, but I think this applies to a lot of comedy writers out there. So, as <laughs> I don't have to tell you folks that I'm kind <laughs> of a big deal on Twitter. So, I've been on Twitter for a while, I have a bunch of followers there, and then... Like many people did, I opened an Instagram, kind of expecting that everyone would migrate over en masse. And of course that didn't happen. It was just like my family and friends. And then it was the be-
2: Moses going into the desert. It was like yeah.
4: <laughs> uh guys, leave
2: the city. And just trust me that we're going to go somewhere with no water for a long time and it's going to be as good or bad. Hey, look
4: how that journey ended. I'll take the analogy. Um, But so anyway, at the beginning of the pandemic, I think, you know, everyone was going a little stir crazy and cooped up. So I started making a a bunch of videos and I got more followers, not a ton of followers, but my followers increased significantly for me.
0: Right, those are funny.
4: So, cut to last week when I get a message on Instagram from Instagram itself saying, "Mr. Sulkin, uh, we are we've gone over your account. And we feel it's sufficient for a blue check mark Ooh. of verified, which I did not have. So, you know, of course, like my ego, I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, it's about <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> like, yeah, thank yes. you. Okay, here we go." And it it all again, it looked very official. It came into my in all the spelling was correct. Everything with right. your address of the company was all everything was right. Um, so they asked for just verify your account with your name and the password, and send it back. So of course I do this within 30 seconds. I'm like, all right, let's go, check mark, important person coming through. And so then
2: causing you to leave a Looney Tunes pile of clothes floating to the ground.
4: Oh my God. The rush
2: to give them your information.
4: Yes. Everything that I was holding in my hands was spinning in midair as I ran to the computer to verify myself. It's also like the
2: lack of awareness of, we own your account, but we need your information.
4: I know. So of course I did not think of that in the moment because again, so flooded was I with uh, my own ego. And then a very funny thing happened. I, the minute I hit send to, with my information and password, there there came up a, a screen that said, completed. <laughs> <laughs> so Complated. right away with an A, completed. And so right away I was like, oh, Fuck. How could I I you know instantly it's the shame again? Everything feels like being caught masturbating. Cause like everything yeah. sort of is. And so I was definitely caught masturbating over myself. Uh and then complained comes in and I'm like, shit. Then I start getting messages on WhatsApp, which is oh. of course the international like texting. Right. It's the oh, same ownership. And so I'm getting texts from a number that's so long that you could never, you know, right. it's like clearly international yeah. and like a, a missile code, basically. Right. And it's someone saying, hey, you know, hey, Alex Sulkin, like I have your account. And then like a picture of my account, but now with like Turkish writing all over uh. it and somebody else's name. And they actually posted something in my stories that uh, you know some other scam to try and get people to do something, which
2: which I liked.
4: Yeah, I know. Finally, <laughs> I some content that. <laughs> that, on my on my page that Goldie can stomach. Um, <laughs> it was like a
2: refreshing break from you. It was just, I know. you
4: know the, the the dancing monkey is gone, and finally it's just words. <laughs> um, so anyway, this guy's texting me, and I'm not responding. I'm you know I'm feeling like I'm s- just spiraling inside. But then I had the bright idea, I must say. Not everyone has an IT guy at their disposal. True. But we happen to work at Family Guy. There are a couple of IT guys there, and one of them, great guy named Viet. And uh, he, we're, he's a shout Pats out fan. To Viet, we always yeah. talk. Shout out to Viet. We always talk about Pats. He's always just very helpful, totally cool. And so I reached out to him on the on a weekend. It was like a Sunday.
3: Hey bro, you know
4: I'm like I know this is the weekend. This is uh, but somebody took my Instagram. Can you help me?
2: Already, someone (laughs) took it. You gave it. I know. I know. (laughs) <laughs> you willingly you went to the bazaar <laughs> and you handed
4: it. You got it in there.
3: To, uh, oh, first joke of the day. There
2: first it is.
4: joke of the day. <laughs> I think I had a few jokes, but oh, anyway, that, that was, was funny. You're the right. bazaar. Uh, yeah, no, they, they, if they had put like a steaming pie on a windowsill and I was like a hungry hobo, they could not have created a better yeah. trap for me to fall yes. into. Yes. So- You know, long story short, Viet has a friend who works in Facebook corporate security. Wow. Uh, he reaches out to that person. Then I get emails from them saying, hey, just, you know, fill out a new password and you'll get it. And, and so I had it back in a matter of hours. And then, of course, I couldn't resist. I texted the guy back on WhatsApp like, thanks, dude. I got it back pretty easily. Good luck with your life of thievery. <laughs> and and, and, you and hear his, back from that? Yeah, to his credit, he just wrote back, yeah. which i kind of respected i was like all right he sort of tipped his cap and moved on but
2: hey hey, look man if you're ever in turkey we should get together
4: yeah (laughs) hey some funny stuff on your account man oh thank you now i'm like best friends with the guy all he has to give me is one compliment
2: i also Uh, like that they, they fixed it but they're still not giving you a blue check mark.
4: No. Well, but insti- yeah, you're right. You think you could reach out to somebody. God damn yeah, it. Like, I didn't even think but, of that.
2: Well, like, while we're fixing it, you know, you do oh. deserve this. They were just like, okay, this was clearly an error that you were even in the discussion of the blue no, check- no. By the way, I have a, I have a blue check mark. I know, yes, yes, I know you do. I know you do. I'm
4: green with envy over I it. I paid a publicist
2: a lot of money for that.
4: You're oh. a legitimate. You're a legitimate person. I, no, they can't get anything going. They're gonna give me the brown check mark for verified I can't asshole. even get <laughs> You can't even get that Wait, didn't didn't something happen to your mom's account? My mom. This was great. My mom's
2: account got hacked, and she posted a couple things. And I I called her, and I said, "Hey, mom, I think your account's been hacked." And she said. Yeah, I'm just gonna let them have it. They're doing more with it than I am.
4: <laughs> she expanded her brand by yeah. getting hacked. Yeah, which oh, is awesome.
2: I, that honestly is like the best response to being hacked.
3: Yes. I know. And, and there, was minute, oh, there was a minute.
4: There was a minute out of the six hours that I was like, maybe I, this is a sign, just to give it all up, and what a relief oh, wow. that would be.
2: Yeah. So when I was doing uh, my show, making history. Um, there was a, a sound mixing studio that got hacked. Did you guys hear about this? And they got, I believe, like Did. the Game of Thrones yeah. season finale. And they Ooh. took a bunch of TV wow. stuff. They had yeah. access to like Final Mix versions. And they said, um, you know, we'll release it for 80 Bitcoin or something. So... I had gone in. I had mixed the finale for making history, which uh, you know people were clamoring for, and um, yeah, and so the editor gets this email, and it it said, "We have seized." the finale for making history, I bet Fox would pay a pretty penny to prevent this from getting out.
3: And oh, it was it was like, we hold all the cards.
2: And it was, you know, and of course I'm thinking going, if you can get anyone to watch this thing, I will gladly send you the ransom for you to put it on
3: the internet
2: and create any kind of buzz around this show
4: that I've poured my
2: life into that is clearly about to be canceled. Oh my
4: God. <laughs> Jesus, that's un- Unbelievable. Yeah. The equivalent of, like, we have your goldfish.
2: Yeah, and so I just think sometimes now these hackers, the tables have turned a little bit where any publicity is good publicity. So you go, we're going to release it. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, great, that's less work for me. I know. You have just, now making history is actually in the trades is something that was hacked? Like, we're finally getting press? <laughs> yep. Uh, we're on people's minds.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, Goldie, you were talking—we were talking earlier in the week, and you were talking about, like, you were, you were putting together some kind of earthquake preparedness kit.
2: Yeah, when your kids go to public school in L.A., Uh, You know, for us growing up, it was nuclear war. That was the big danger where, you know, you practice getting under your desk, which would totally save you in the event of a nuclear disaster. Absolutely. That's proven. (laughs) Yeah. The desks were really well built back then. And they uh, solid oak. Yeah, the, the, the missile could get all the way here and, and blow up in Boston, but then what it couldn't do was penetrate the desk. <laughs> right. So we would practice, we would just hide under there. It was great. But out here, so instead we have earthquakes. Yes. So one of the things for the school was that uh, we had to put together this earthquake kit. And what that, the, the kit is, is essentially... My wife put together it's like Chips Ahoy cookies and uh, applesauce and a string cheese and Nature Valley granola bars, and so yeah. so she put these kits together. And then she said, "Oh, I put the kits together. Can you write a note to our kids oh, in case no. they don't see us again?" <laughs> <What>?
4: Oh no! <laughs> so God. So I just
2: uh. it just got me thinking that like. Oh. In marriage, Ouch. in these quid pro quo situations, you can ask for a pro quo for virtually any quid. And that really, the advantage is in being the first mover. Like if you say, um, hey, I'm making breakfast, so would you mind cleaning the dead rat out of the pool? Oh,
4: God. Like, you like can... that's, an, that's an even trade. Right. So yeah. it's, it's
2: like I grabbed four items that were in our pantry and put them in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> Can you come up with the final farewell to our children from both of us, and I'll sign it. And also, just thinking about my kids in this situation. First of all, if you if you read that book Unbroken about yeah um,
4: yeah he was very the guy broken, who got by shot down
2: in the Pacific and, and rolled oh so broken yeah. so he, he talks about they their plane gets shot down uh they're in a raft. And they have, like, four chocolate bars. They don't know where they are, and this has to last them the rest of their lives. And he's with yep, three I other people. This. Yep. And so instantly, one of the guys panics and eats all four chocolate bars by <laughs> that himself. It was crazy. Right? <laughs> so that's my kids in the disaster. Like, the note is going to get thrown away as they just gorge themselves on string cheese, applesauce, and chips. Like, all of a sudden, they can eat six Chips Ahoy at once. And that's the big takeaway was like, oh yeah, that was God. kind of a shitty day, but I did get above my normal cookie limit. So the, the note is not being <laughs> no. read, but it also just got me thinking, like, what what could you possibly put in this note?
0: Yeah. What, would you, would, what uh, would you have said? And did you write it?
2: You need he... to be strong. Aww. I'm uh, did...
4: dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You didn't write that. What no, did you write? No, I w- didn't. What did I you write? I still haven't done it. Oh. I, I,
0: okay. It's tough. Yeah, I may <clears> just end up, uh,
2: like, folding a blank piece of paper in there. I, I'm hoping I just don't get caught. I don't want these uh, note to get caught.
4: I think it's where you finally announce, you know, which kid is your favorite. Now right. that I'm gone, I need you to know. <laughs> but that is, it's incredibly more, I mean, what do they picture with that? that That's an incredibly daunting uh, task. I mean, I yeah. don't know what, what they would imagine that, like, sometime 20 years in the future in a sort of Terminator hellscape that she's going to be under a bridge, highway bridge, clutching your note for hope. And then it's going to like help her start repopulate the world.
2: Well, hopefully not because they're five and ten. So if, you know, we're talking about repopulation and what that would require, I don't want my kids to be involved.
4: I said 20 years, Goldie. I said 20 (laughs) years. (laughs) <laughs> so then, they're twenty-five and thirty, practically spinsters.
2: But it just—it just got me thinking. Of the, I'm just going to start asking for way bigger things uh, in my quid pro quos. Like, hey, I just uh, put all the shoes that were in the hall in the basket. So can you do our will?
4: <laughs> no, you don't want to give her the will. <laughs> then, then you're not in it, pal. If she has to write it. I don't, I don't By the way, I'm so happy when you told that story. Tall, what so? be so much better at writing that note and would write it instantly and do a great job of it. But also she would do it to hold on to the future real emotional real estate that would come with a great note. Like my mom right. wrote me this note. My dad didn't do anything.
2: Oh,
4: my dad you know, forgot my snacks.
2: Right. My the, parents died oh in the great God. quake of twenty-one, but my dad did leave this note where he <laughs> said that I should keep going. So He'd
4: be keep strong. Going. Uh Your words carry weight across the ages. Yes. Um, All right. So let's get into our favorite part of the show. Let's get right in to Johnny Jokes. (laughs)
2: It's
3: Johnny's.
4: Oh, boy. Johnny's are back. Boy, it's been a while, as they said, in the 90s. Uh I've had these jokes on ice for quite some time now. So let's get right into them. I reread them this morning and I'm not confident. Here we go. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this is a big story. Maybe you heard this. Uh last week, R Kelly was convicted on 17 counts of racketeering. Yeah. Uh members of the jury say they were convinced of his guilt when witness after witness testified that the singer racketeered all over their faces. <laughs> 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 Racketeering
2: uh, but, uh, our, okay. our, our Kelly uh, it's, it's not my Kelly
4: <laughs> <laughs> It's our Kelly All of our Kellys uh, Okay boy Here's This is a sad story that has really gripped the nation uh, Authorities have located The remains of 22 year old Gabby Petito But have yet to locate Her boyfriend and prime suspect Brian Laundrie uh, authorities add that laundry is hampering the investigation, but they know he's dirty and will eventually fold. <laughs> a lot of laundry jokes. Our,
2: our, our condolences to the family.
4: <laughs> yes, yes, just to show we're not uh, heartless here. Uh, okay. It's a great joke.
3: Yes. A great joke. Uh,
4: maybe, maybe you've heard about this one. Uh, China has announced the creation of a stock exchange in Beijing. Yeah. Uh, but there's already controversy before the opening bell as dumplings have dipped in a ponzu scheme. (laughs) Okay. Ponzu scheme.
3: I I believe
2: ponzu is Japanese. (laughs) Uh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, the markets uh, in Asia are all intermingled. It's so funny that Goldie's non-reaction, like I have been looking forward to that joke for two and a half weeks. And then just to have it die like that is hilarious. Okay. When you yeah. said
2: when you said China in my head, I literally went, oh boy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> What's he gonna get wrong? And I did it's get not, something wrong.
2: It's not gonna end well.
4: Oh, oh Panzu scheme. Ponzu <laughs> scheme. Okay, here's a here's a, a nice one to end on. Uh, archaeologists have discovered a two thousand year old toilet in Jerusalem. Yeah. Historians believe it's the one place you can accurately say, Jesus Christ, that's a huge poop. (laughs) There it is.
3: Three weeks of work. (laughs) All right.
2: Here we go. Thanks for the setup. (laughs) A mother and daughter team were arrested for illegally performing plastic surgery at their home... After they installed a butt implant so large, (laughs) it killed a woman. Yeah. (laughs) Authorities are asking anyone with information to step forward and also maybe sit on the casket to help them close it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. right. Uh, Moderna Mm. has completed a clinical trial of a new pill that prevented COVID deaths in 100% of cases. Yeah, it's a fantastic breakthrough that could revolutionize the way half the country gets angry. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Apple just unveiled the new iPhone 13. It has more memory, processing speed, and a higher powered camera than ever before. Yeah, it's a... it's so advanced; it doesn't come out for another month, and my wife has already lost hers. <laughs> yes, love it. Okay, uh, this this I don't feel this is a closer, and yet this it's the fourth joke. So here we, here are. we go. But
0: is it the closer? No.
2: Well, I, if it isn't, I, there's a fifth joke behind it that's worse <laughs> that I will. <laughs> I will cling to even more desperately. We could be in the uh, beginning uh steps of a spiral here. Here we go. Okay. Beginning. Murder was up 30% last year in the United States. 30%. Yeah. However, experts say not to worry and attribute the rise to more people deserving it.
3: <laughs> I like that.
2: I'm going to get out of town. I'm gone. More people I'll take
3: deserving it. it. A tie! Uh, I'll take it! Uh, Woo! <laughs> it's
4: great. Oh, boy. Today, uh, we are very excited. Because normally, uh, we go into, launch into our theme for this part of the show. And Goldie and I kind of pontificate about something about writing. But today, we are incredibly excited. We have our first ever guest Yay. here with us. Our first ever guest is family guy, genius, Gary Gennetti. Best selling author, creator of uh, The Prince, which is now a big hit streaming on HBO Max. He's the voice so of The good. Prince. It's very funny. So good. He created Vicious, which is. Probably the funniest show you've never seen. So find Vicious. I believe it's streaming on PBS. And Gary can Oh, Gary
2: us. didn't. Gary didn't like that part of the intro. I could tell. <laughs> no, well, he was what with he you. <laughs> <laughs> let's,
4: let's until you said the
2: funniest show you've never seen. What do you mean?
1: You know what? I actually liked that a lot. Goldie, I
2: thought that <laughs> but, was really thank
4: classy. Thank you, Gary. It's <laughs> true, for... by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally
2: true. I,
1: I operate under no delusions.
4: Well, but I mean, it was it was released in England, so I mean, if, there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah, and it was on PBS it, here. Right, right. So who watches PBS in this country? Not many people. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's the longest winded introduction for our first guest. <laughs> a, 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 a guest will never get that long of an introduction again. Please welcome Gary Gennetti. Gary, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm good, Alec. It's nice <laughs> to be with you guys. This awesome. is the only way we get together. Is
4: yeah, yeah this, easy, easy for you to say. And uh, um,
2: do that again, JC. Rewind. <laughs> is this rewind? Is this live? No. It's all saying, live? Is this live television? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, thanks Welcome for Welcome to the incredibly high-stakes world of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, it's this is very exciting for me. Uh, me too. and Gary, I don't know if you've met JC before this, but she's awesome. Um, and she's so. excited to have you here today. But this is incredibly exciting for me because you, you and Goldie incredibly, I, incredibly <laughs> not is un- just exciting. This is unbelievably exciting <laughs> for me. God, not credibly exciting. No, I, I because you and Goldie, whenever uh, I talk about it, you and Goldie are the two best writers I've ever worked with. But I mean, it's just like awesome. not close. You guys are so funny. So to have you both here now is uh it can only be it can only be worse than i'm (laughs) expecting yeah
2: there's a a story about uh, i think it was like picasso was meeting einstein and everyone was all excited they were like oh what are they going to talk about And it was just, they talked for four minutes about how both their stomachs hurt.
1: (laughs) I know, I convinced, like, if somebody knows who I am, there's always two people together. One person knows who I am, either the Instagram or from Brad or Family Guy or whatever. And it's like, oh my God, this guy's so funny. And the other person always completely doesn't know, has to be explained. It's never two people who know who I am. It's always one who's like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I always feel like I'm scrambling to help explain to the other person and then the other then as they're walking away i can always get the sense of the the person who didn't know me is like that guy that guy's not funny you no know, i'm funnier <laughs> than him like it's always horrible and awkward uh, and weird
4: well we all know you here so yes. you will not yes. have that problem yeah thanks good but now gary let's talk let's get this out of the way up front you have uh, y- your first book do you mind if i cancel which was hysterical so uh, was, a, was a bestseller, New York Times bestseller. So good to jealous. Have one of those authors. So good to, jealous. Good to <laughs> finally it. have a bestseller Sorry. here on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you have uh, a, your next book is coming out very soon. If it hasn't already, can you tell us a little it bit about it? It hasn't already. That? It comes out okay. in April.
1: Yeah, it's called okay. Start Without Me and um, oh. it comes out April 26th. Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like more, more of that. <laughs> if you liked that, this is more of that. Okay, so
4: this is more—is this more New York stories or is it LA stories? Yeah, both. Okay. Right. Are, are Mostly you, not LA.
0: Are you reading the audiobook as well? Yes, because I listen to the audiobook. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was say great. Thank I you, loved but it. There was, oh, there's the comment. No, I did. I thank loved you. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: always weird to say thank Sorry. you
2: before something that requires. So yeah, thank I should have started with that.
3: Sorry.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm glad we got there. Yeah. Well, there there were so many things I loved about the first book um, and was jealous of. But I you, just for people who d- who didn't read it, one of the funniest things that stuck with me is can you explain what garbage mouthing is to the audience? <laughs> oh, garbage mouthing. I, don't, I think most people
1: knew that or it was called that. If you're a waiter and you go back to empty the food that was left on people's plates, and if you don't throw it completely out but if you eat something that like is untouched <laughs> on the plate like you know french fries if there's one whole side of french fries that's not touched and before you throw them out you stuff some in your mouth that's garbage <laughs> mouth.
2: <laughs> and this was yeah. something that you did at one
1: point <laughs> yeah oh my god why one point because i was so bad at it and i never was able to take a break you know i didn't have time cuz it was also like they didn't have the same it wasn't like a union job there was no break you got Break before you started work, right. you didn't need the break, you didn't start working yet. It was like we got there, we had like a few minutes. So, no, but after about you know seven hours, I would be so hungry and I would watch the people. I'd put the french fries, I'd always I'd try to keep an eye on them. I was like, they're not going anywhere near them, so they're gonna that's gonna be safe for me to, s- to shove in my mouth. But, but it was always, you know, it was horrible. I, I thought I would never do it, you know, when I got the job, they warned you against it, don't do this. And I was right. like, how dare you? Don't do this. And I would never in a million years. The first day, I think I was doing it by the handle over, over the trash, and the doors would open and you'd freeze afraid it was the manager, and then you see it was another waiter and you'd be like, you'd keep
3: eating.
4: Oh my God, you've literally, you described like just what a rat does. <laughs> it <laughs> it free, freezing it when was, the light comes on. It was exactly You're eating out that. of the trash. Oh, yes, yeah. I thought so everybody
1: funny. kind most restaurants. Well, it was the '80s, so I feel like yeah. a lot
2: of places. You know, mm, yeah, I agree. I had, think had they their did. version of that. Yeah, I just want to say that's just do. like one thing in the book, and there's <laughs> yeah, two hundred things, things
3: that are yeah. that funny. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe.
0: It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall uncovering secrets from his past he learns a chilling truth it's best to let sleeping dogs lie visit sleepingdogsmovie.com wondery to watch sleeping dogs now on digital that's sleepingdogsmovie.com wondery. yeah I, by the way it's nonstop. The,
4: the the thing that the thing that sticks out with me that that I think about probably once a week is you getting decayed or negged by David Schwimmer. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. There's something about that that is just so perfect because... History has shown us that David Schwimmer is by far the least likable friend. You know, everybody's like, "I love I friends, except History's that guy." is still
1: going on, so who knows know. where where this is going? You
2: uh,
3: know, I'm I'm in it for the long game. Now, but, uh, uh,
2: did you
4: did you hear? I, I think I know the answer to this question, but did you ever hear anything from him or his camp after no, the book God, came out?
1: God, no. yeah, yeah, no. got So they I mean, it was, they.
4: Look, yeah, and I
1: don't say anything that's not. True, I you know. Yeah. People no, you didn't make didn't him look agree. like
4: you didn't make him look like an asshole. Other than the fact that he no, clearly, intentionally was, didn't remember. You. I
1: went to a drama program with not a lot of people, and David Trimmer was among them when I was nineteen. When I was twenty nine, I was working on my first job as a writer in L.A. And a person on my writing staff, his partner, created friends, took me there one night. I told him, "I know David Trimmer. We were friends during this summer program." I see him on set after the taping. I go over and say hi because, you know, I've only been in LA like a minute. I don't realize, you don't say hi to people you know if they're more famous than you. Are. Right, right. I don't know any of the rules yet. You know, obviously now I look back at what an idiot I was. I'm like you poor fool, going, "I'm Tim." No, I, I thought we were just just still people. I didn't know, you know, that we weren't any longer, or that he wasn't definitely anymore, that he was a celebrity. So I said, "David, hi, it's Gary. You know, from the drama program at Oxford." And he looked at me uh, in, in a way that still makes my stomach turn over. I can still see it, this way of like, what's happening to me now? Somebody get this person away from me. Oh, which, made, which made me keep digging myself in deeper and deeper. I'm right. like, this can't be happening. So right. I'm like, oh no, actually we went, you came with me to buy a suit. I needed a suit. We went to London and it was like, still. And, and then he, I just kept going, my mouth was dry. And finally Aww. he was like, well, I'm so sorry. I don't remember, but it's nice to meet you. My name is David. You know what oh, I
0: was like, oh, por
1: it was horrible. People that, were watching. Uh, I was. I think I was uh, sweating. Of it course, was the most humiliating thing. Yeah, that's. That's like awful. the end
4: of like a Mortal Kombat video game, where he just tore your spine out yeah. of your totally. body and showed oh, it to you. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was. It was very. Yeah, it was. It was very humiliating. But you know what? There's a chance. Maybe you know he did not remember. I don't know. But I yeah. never ever would go up to anybody. Yeah, barely my mother. If I would see her after that, <laughs> I'd be like, nice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going up to her. Let her come up to me. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> now what's what season of friends was it? Because I feel like that's oh, important.
1: Very important. It was yeah. the second season yes. before it started airing. Oh. So the show had not even start airing. They were oh. and it was the episode where like Rachel like walks across the apartment and kisses Ross, you know? Yes. Like it was oh. a big It was a big episode, too. So he was having, you know, a real moment. Well, maybe he was
2: still Ross... At that yeah, point, yeah, he he I mean, He snapped always, out. He's right. always been wrong. He's too. so method. <laughs> he's so method that he's wrong. Anyway,
1: yeah. So I have never gone up to anybody since then, which, which oh. I should thank him by the way, because it taught me. You know, you have to learn those lessons in L.A. It's always true. by humiliating yourself. You it's do everything true. wrong, right. and then if if you're yeah. still working after a certain amount of time, it's because you're the person who did everything wrong and fixed it immediately. Yes, the oh, that's people good... who don't immediately adjust move back to wherever they moved here from. You wow. Know? But you, have, that's to, brilliant you have to be like, oh, don't do this again. I don't know why, but we so don't do yeah. this. You
4: know? <laughs> don't introduce yourself to people you know. Oh, my yeah. God. That that was such a great part of the book. Oh, so, And that's good advice. It is good. Now, Gary, since we have you here, I, I whenever people ask me, what is your favorite episode of Family Guy? My answer is, Always the episode that you wrote with Brian and Stewie locked in the in the bank vault, which I just think I, I mean I I remember reading that script, and I've used this analogy a couple times before, but the when Salieri is reading Mozart's work and then just Definitely ultimately not drops not it, <laughs> you know, drops it all over the, the table, like I, I can't do this.
1: It's not no. that good. <laughs> is, but
4: but well, thank you. You're very <laughs> modest. I, I I what I want to know is so that famously. In in Family Guy lore, you know, so we've had what, like 400 episodes now, and we have a certain rewrite process. It kind of goes the same way every time where a writer gets a first draft, it comes back to the room and we all rewrite, you know, 50% of it, and then it becomes the the show that it is. With that script, I believe it's the only script ever uh, since I've been there at Family Guy that was not a word of it was changed. Nothing was touched. So... My question is and cuz you can't it's really incredible. ask these things when we're sitting together in the writers room because then you make, you know, Tom's there and he makes fun of you somehow. But <laughs> I, I what what was it like writing that script? Or did you have a feeling writing that script that it was as good as it as it turned out to be? Did you feel like you were really nailing it? Did you have like a different kind of experience when you were writing that script?
1: You know, Oftentimes on any show, obviously Family Guy uh, as well, you outline the episodes before you go to write it. So you know right. exactly what the story beats are, what you're gonna write. Me personally, I don't always like writing like that. I, I, and um, sometimes I feel like you're then forced to adhere to something that maybe when you're actually writing, it might want to go another way. So there right. are times where, so this episode was an opportunity to kind of be like, I didn't really have any guidelines. There was no outline before it. You were the one who actually came up with the, why don't we set them. It was Seth wanted to do a bottle show. And then it was where do we set it, right? A bottle show is an episode that only has one set. and. Um, you said a bank vault, and oh, I it's was... so
4: funny. I have no memory of that. I mean, yeah, I've smoked, it, I've smoked yeah, a lot it, of pot. It... <laughs> but I don't remember that. Yeah,
1: I believe it. It, it, it came from you. Let's um, let's stick with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so when I went to write it, I actually didn't have anything more than they, they get locked in a bank vault. And the first day or two when I started, I, I was like, I've made a horrible mistake. You know, this
3: is, this is <laughs> it's actually.
1: It, I what an asshole. I was you know it's like I thought oh so hockey like i'll i'll be able right practice and there's no there's nothing there like what do you i have no idea what it is they can't just vamp you know about right. nothing I, I don't know it'll just seem like a, a a a bit and i i felt like you know this is not going to work but then I had a thought, what, what's the, what is it really about? There has to be something real underneath. If I know that there's something real at the bottom of this that I could get to, I am driving, I, I have some purpose. And it was the idea that what, if what was in the safety deposit box there and what if Brian kept right. a gun in there? And it was something that gave him comfort knowing if he ever wanted to end his life, uh, that he had this thing here. Right. What if that was, what if that was what was in the safety deposit box? Um, and I had talked to Seth. I, I, I called him and said, because it's such a big thing. I didn't know if he yeah. would want to do that. And right. I didn't wanna, and that, that I didn't was wanna...
4: back. That yeah. was back when he would take our calls, yeah. <laughs> yes. That was two uh, phone numbers ago. <laughs> yeah. At least.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but he was on board, so that then I knew what it was and I could kind of get there. And it also felt like, you know, the show, when a show's been on the air for so long, you know, you earn, I think, certain things with an audience. And there had been enough history of Brian having, you know, a lot of kind of, I mean, mental health issues, really. Right. And what if we treated it, you know, truthfully what as, you know, something that was even worse than we maybe had anticipated. And this right. is an opportunity because they're stuck together where he actually can kind of confess that. So once that kind of came along, it, it, then, you know, it was easy to write.
4: Well, boy, yeah. what a what a great. Choice and even just the way you spoke about it was so much more like a writer than I'll ever be. I'm like, yeah, I thought of a, a old commercial from the '80s that was kind of like Star Warsy. You know, like, and then I was just <laughs> off and running. But it's um, also,
1: you I mean, you love the episode, which is really nice. It's also one I, like people hate, you know, it's like it, it, it's very kind of, you know, right. can be de- divisive, oh. you know.
4: Yes. Yeah. Well, half the country hated JFK, too. So you know. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh but that no, that episode I always loved. and of course the episode that you wrote a couple of years later, uh where Stewie's in therapy and uh the therapist is played wonderfully by Sir Ian McKellen, who was one of the stars of your show Vicious, which we talked about earlier. And what was wh- I forget what the process was like there. Did you just ask him and he said yes? Was it something he did? I did, excited I just asked about?
1: him and he said yes. Yeah, easy. it
4: was yeah. super easy. He, I mean, his voice was great. And that was another show that was just so, so well written and, and very little was changed uh, along the way with that one. And I remember, it's funny, I got to record him doing that show and which was awesome for me because I'm just, you know, I'm a huge fan of his and his voice is amazing. And then we had added something on at the end that was not part of that show. It was a joke for another show that was a cutaway that involved Gandalf and we were like, well, he's here. We're like, we'll just have him do this, like, one Gandalf line. And I'll never forget, he got to the end, he said, no, no, what is this uh, Gandalf? Uh, the, you know, Gandalf d- d- does not belong to me. <laughs> and so oh, wow. he, he politely passed on doing the Gandalf line. But I was like, it was worth it just to hear him say
3: that. Yes.
2: <laughs> I, I did want to ask, because thinking about Vicious and my own experience with multicam, and so you have these two incredible actors, which... You know, I think we could go into maybe a little bit how you get to actors like that, like the, the other process. One being of...
4: Der- Derek, Jacoby. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, and that,
1: thanks, Goldie, for what you said about couples on TV and singling them out. Yeah, I, I heard that, and I thought that
2: was really, really oh, nice. I mean,
1: I, <laughs> I had me I wouldn't even have thought of them. <laughs> there are
2: things in that show that I mean just had me on the ground laughing. But I, I was wondering, you know, having been on the floor of multicams, where you know, a lot of times the actors do something different than what you imagine or even want, and that when they're actors of that caliber, did you ever have that happen? And if so, how do you say like, um, Suri and McKellen? I think here when I would, <laughs> you know, when I was did. I, I
1: had it happen a lot. I mean, I had it happen a lot. I mean, if they were here, we would say the same thing. I think, especially in the first episode, the, the pilot that we did. You know, I think because this was a new format for them, and they they were putting stuff on it that I hadn't written. Do you know what I mean? Like they were were kind of, they had talked amongst themselves and were like, you know, and and adding kind of things and pauses and stuff. And it needs to kind of go as exactly as written. If it went exactly as written timed as I heard it in my head, I was, hopeful it would work i was yeah. like it has a chance to work <laughs> yeah. that right, i right. knew i was like it has a chance if it's not done that way it has i know for a fact there's no chance so <laughs> right. i know that so i know i can project myself to tape night it's like i need to you know yeah tell them exactly how it i would say exactly how it needed to be done and there was always this you know Mm, I don't know, Gary. And it's like the, the day before we filmed the first episode, um, I came to watch a run through and there was no writing staff. It was just me because it's, you know, a season is just six episodes. And um, Ian said to me, you know, he, he was very pleased. He kind of brought me over. He's like, I think we've fixed it. I was oh like, no. oh, no, oh like, what God. do you mean you fixed it? It was like, we fixed it. And then they did the scene and it was like, it was, there was not a lag. I couldn't even, it was like, they moved lines around. They changed pauses. They gave, I was like, ah, I was like, no, I, you know, I was like, it has to be, I'm like, it has to be exactly as I did it. Because don't, if you put something on top of it that I didn't intend when I wrote it, it won't be funny. It just, it won't, you know. Did you say it's, that it's, directly? You're giving more weight.
2: Yes. I'm like, you're giving more weight to it. So you don't, because my strategy is I'm always so cowed by the talent that I go, hey, that was great. That's how I start out. I go, that was great. <laughs> and then I go, uh, you know, and now we have it that way, you know, yeah. as though like,
3: yeah. we're
1: really going to that- put that in. That wouldn't work with them if, you know, Ian and Derek needed to know that they could trust me. And if I seemed like I was in any way cowed by them or too impressed by their fame, I I would have had no chance. I have to be very direct and very honest and deal with them being the same way. And then they trusted me to know that when I said it was working, that I believed it was working. But we'd get in front of the audience and, you know, I would be... Right, I I would be right, you know. I so I was like, you know, like, see, this (laughs) is exactly how it has to be. They wouldn't have left way. So I'm like, now I'll be fine for next week. Now we got this aside, and now that's it, and now we're fine. It's clear sailing. All these people who voted for Brexit,
2: this is how they want it. It
4: would
1: start again the next week. It would be like, like, we don't think it's like that. It's like this.
4: Yeah, Vicious is so funny, though. I recommend, again, highly, that you figure out how to see that and go see it.
1: Yeah, it's streaming on PBS, though. Right. Or you can buy it on Amazon.
4: Oh, there you go. Everybody's got Amazon. Mm -hmm. So, Gary, I, I was... Loving, uh, you just had your, your 20th anniversary with your husband, Brad TV's Brad Goreski, and anniversary. uh, you guys traveled all around uh, Italy or Europe, uh, certainly Italy. And uh, the, his Instagram, sort of documenting you having your meals, is always so hilarious. Uh, I really got a kick out of that. Did you, was there any story that you had from your, your anniversary travels that feels worth? sharing here that wasn't wasn't broadcast to everyone or even if it was oh by the way somehow brad did not know the word spartan and i backed you up on no, that. no yeah. he didn't
1: know the word spartan because there weren't there was a plate i was also reading a book at the time about greek mythology um, which sounds fancier than it actually is it was it's, it's very readable uh, uh, but there was not a lot of food on my plate and i said it's very spartan and yes he looked at me like 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 I made up the word. You know, right. That's not a word, and I'm like, what? And So I'm thinking, I'm I'm reading about Sparta. So maybe I made up the word, you know? Right. Because suddenly it didn't sound like a word anymore. He was so convincing
3: that yes. this is not a
1: word. Right? That I like he actually had you. was. Ho- yeah, and then this whole thing, and I was mortified. So I still didn't know it was a word because you know he's. Hosting them as were like the dinners going on and i'm like fuck i said spartan i must sound like an idiot i'm like brad you have to film me saying i now know spartan's not a word and that i was reading about this book that's why so that's how much he fucked with my head about he was so certain i'm like you're the idiot like that you didn't know spartan and you're gaslighting me that it's not a word thank god everybody was like spartan's a word of course it's a word he used it correctly Yes, yeah, because I'm always did. right <laughs> with that stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's a, yeah, Spartan. It's a word.
4: Ugh. Yeah, only only a spouse can get in your head like that and yeah. make yeah, you feel I like when you're was completely tired, wrong about something. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my god,
1: I guess it's not a word.
4: Um, so, also hand in hand with your twentieth anniversary means it's the tenth anniversary of one of the greatest moments in television. <laughs> Um, one of the proudest moments in my life, which was when uh, Gary and Brad, you guys, uh, there was a show about you guys on Bravo for right. a few seasons. And one of them covered your 10th anniversary. And for that party, you suggested something pretty special. And I remember you called me on the phone about it. Do you, do you, yeah, you were the want... first person. Yeah,
1: I think I, I think I texted you. And then we kind of talked. So was tell, like...
4: tell the tell the people what your thought was.
1: Well, we're doing it for, you know, Bravo. It's a Brad, Brad world. And I knew it was the last episode. I'm like, I want I need to come up with something at, at this party. So um, I thought at the time people were doing flash mobs to do a flash mob of one day more from Les Mis because the night that Brad and I met, we kind of were riffing on songs from Les Mis. And I thought this would be kind of a nice possible thing. And I thought that this could be crazy. And I texted you to say, what did you think about? this idea and you were like i'm I, i'm in yes yeah so from that i i because of you that's why i had the confidence to say to push this thing yes. forward which ended yes. up being of course taking on a lot more stress <laughs> of it because we filmed it live yes you know i it was really yeah it was the most stressful thing i've
4: ever done in my oh, life. oh wow it, w- it was so fun though and i'll never we had, live down da- i'll never live down the huge armpit stain cuz i too was nervous and it was in it was in at the end of the summer it was it was, it was, it was warm in, it
1: was in the summer
4: it was warm right. it wasn't right, that warm. it was warm it, well, it, was, and it was warm nice enough night. Warm enough for me to completely sweat through a blue dress shirt. And when I I was called to hold up a rifle, like as part of the lamest thing, and like, yeah, the, you were shirt just giant. Oh, it was terrible. But uh,
1: they're protecting the barricade. It's like the whole no, it, it, it I fit have to the moment.
4: It, oh it did God. fit for did Yeah,
1: yeah it didn't, I was, it didn't I was in tears. Aww.
2: You were great. great. It went great.
4: It was moving. The whole experience was so moving. And then, then it was hilarious because our friend John <laughs> Viner, who is not asked to be a part of the podcast, <laughs> um, He had a thing where he had to close the deal. If you've ever seen Les Mis in that number, of course, the great act one closing number one day more. It ends with a guy in the background and he's waving a giant uh, red flag, you know, signifying, here we go, let's go. So our friend John Viner, who's like 6'5", movie star looks, (laughs) was called on to just simply step into the back of the crowd and wave this flag. And the minute he enters, like, his second motion of waving the flag got all snarled on itself. <laughs> and, like so,
1: he, it's supposed But he to be... also was dancing and singing. And he he was. wasn't just moving the flag. And oh. it's cut in such a way that you barely notice it. I know, because
4: they, they, cut a, they cut away from it. They had to. <laughs> but it's so funny. Whenever we talk about it, Tom, Tom, our friend Tom Devani always brings it up. He's like, oh, Johnny almost got it, did name. <laughs> That was what a, what a night that was And a little funny side story, which goes to show it wasn't all beer and Skittles was that was, so when we were doing that, it was like a few months after, uh, I had stopped dating, uh, Sarah Silverman, but we were still in touch and I knew she was into Les Mis and she loved you. And so I had enlisted her to be a part of that. She was going to be there and be singing or whatever, And so we had a rehearsal the day before, and it was called for Mm -hmm. whatever time it was called for. And Sarah was coming to pick me up to take me to the rehearsal. And she was late, and that just pisses me (laughs) off so bad. She was just late and like cavalier about it. And it wasn't her thing. And I'm like, this is somebody else's thing. We got to be there in time. So the whole ride up, I'm just giving it to her about being late to the point where she simply dropped me off and just continued back home and was not part of the thing. So I, I so poisoned her. It was like when Hannibal Lecter whispers to the guy in the next cell overnight, and the next day he wakes up, swallowed his own tongue. (laughs) Like, it's just so bad. Such a poisonous moment. Uh, But I still stand by the fact that you're not late for other people's shit. Yes. Um, Anyway, that was a fantastic Yeah, you're the
2: hero of that story. (laughs) Everyone's on your side.
4: I didn't say that they should be. Never expected them to be. I knew they wouldn't be.
1: I remember looking b- before we started, before like five minutes before I was supposed to get up and start the thing. We kind of like caught eyes. We knew what was coming. We couldn't even look at each other. Really, it was
3: kind know. of like you it know. was
1: like don't even look at me.
3: I know so, we can't.
4: <laughs> so <laughs>
1: stressed about this thing. So
4: stressed, but it, it did. It turned out great. It was such a great idea, and it was a great 10th anniversary and a great show finale. Let's be People honest. People
1: still, I know, will be like that lame is thing. Like I, that's. That's it still, was, I got stopped for that thing it was, 10 years ago. It was ago. great.
4: It was great. So we talked about your book that's coming out next April. And give us that title again.
1: Start Without Me.
4: Start Without. I'm sensing a theme. Start Without Me. Do you <laughs> mind if I cancel? Um, <laughs> yes. Goldie, anything else you wanted to talk yeah, to a, about?
2: Yeah, I have a couple of questions I thought were, were, were worth talking about. Uh, because, you know, we, we didn't talk about Will and Grace at all, which no was highly successful. And you had a, a great Run there. And I was wondering, you know, I think both it's worth sort of just addressing your experience there and sort of how you got in and rose through the ranks a little bit, because that was really like your big break, right? Not really. I
1: mean, kind <laughs> of like I, I had been on Family Guy before Will and Grace, but Family oh. Guy didn't become successful. So ish, Family Guy didn't become successful until, you know, retroactively until I was on Will and Grace. Once I started on the show, then Family Guy started coming back, kind of. It was talk of bringing it back. It was popular on DVDs, all of those things. So during the time of it, they kind of both were happening, even though I'd spent years already previously on Family Guy with nobody knowing, you know, what it was. But yeah, Will & Grace is, uh, you know, it was a totally different experience than Family Guy, which is great. Family Guy always, to me, feels more like, well, obviously because I've spent so much more time on and off there. It's. Uh, the only show I've had that it kind of feels like, you know, I mean, it's hokey to say home, you know, but it's it's a very like I have great affection for everybody there and for the show in a way that I've not had for anything else because of, you know, well, for a variety of reasons, not just right. the longevity, but, but the relationships I have with people there. But Will and Grace, you know, was all concentrated in, you know, like just over four years or something. And to me... You know, I I think it was the first time I realized being a gay man, I was always kind of having to adjust to the other thing. Like, how do I take my sensibility or how do I take how I see, see the world and fit it into this so I'm not trying to copy somebody else, because I knew if I ever copied somebody else, like Alec, if I ever tried to do what you do, I would be obviously nowhere near as good at it. Because well, that's just what not... I
4: do. What I do is copy everyone else. So. <laughs> no, you
1: don't. You, you don't. Your your mind works in a in a way that is not the way mine does. And I and I completely. I'm like, oh my god, I've learned so much from it because it, it's kind of expanded a bit. How. I, I've thought of things and that and that's what you want when you're in a writer's room. You know, you want people who are coming at you and, and are saying things that you would never have said yourself if you were left alone in that room for right. you know 10 years, it would have never come out of my mouth. But going on Will & Grace, you know, I realized, I was like, oh my God, the, the, the lead is a, and at the time it was, you know, now it's like, you know, you can't, Throw a rock without hitting like you know, a gay character. But right. There was nobody <laughs> yeah. on TV, a, a gay protagonist. The sensibility of the show was completely gay. So it was yeah. like our world, and you kind of had to come to us. You know, so it yeah. was the reverse. Right. And that's something that I, I didn't realize was missing until I was there. I was very much wanted to be a part of that show. You know, for that reason, and I was like, oh my god you know, at the time I was still <laughs> a young enough person that it really had um, a lot of meaning for me. And, and it was, so I'm yeah. super grateful for that. It was really nice, you know, to be able to do that. And Great I loved show. those yeah. actors. And it just, the, the, the edict of the show was always to be funny. Just Great be show. funny, as funny as you
4: can yeah. be. That, that, that show is like, reminds me of the, uh, sort of the fall of Rome when Rome was still awesome.
3: You know, it's like, you couldn't really
4: tell it was falling yet, but it was, yeah, yeah. but that show, wow, what a smash that was. Yeah. It, it must've been crazy to have a show that had like, what did you get? Like a 20? I mean, what were the ratings? They must, they just must've been huge. You don't remember. But you it know, was it was you know tens history. of millions of people were watching each week, which is something that nobody gets anymore.
1: That, yeah, but it was definitely numbers you don't get anymore. Yes, it was the That's end it. of that thing. It was the last yeah. of those shows, yep. those Thursday night sitcoms that people were like, "I don't want to go out. I'm going to stay in because there's a new episode of." Right. It's yeah. yep. A
2: joke that I always think of that you wrote. I was in a hotel room a couple of years ago and always stop on that show when I'm traveling because it's just guaranteed fun. But so it was the the cold open the show and he's playing. He's they they had gone to Vegas and he comes down to breakfast and he says, "Uh, you know, I was playing so much blackjack last night. They called me the BJ kid. (laughs) <laughs> at least I hope it was the blackjack, and then it says written by Gary Genetti <laughs> comes on right at that moment and I was like that's just such a perfect a perfect joke a perfect
3: way to push your name in there too right. I love that joke that you know, holds
2: up <laughs> yeah. that always holds also up. were there just cause you know we talk about like career arcs in here were there shows that you turned down at all that you regret um you know that were missed no. opportunities. Well, I was <laughs> while I was on Family Guy, I was offered Modern Family,
1: and I turned that down. Wow! So <laughs> I could have had what the what is it, five or six Emmys. I still don't have one, but I don't <laughs> join the club. I don't regret it. So, but it's not like I regret it because I um, well maybe for a minute, but
2: <laughs> I don't <laughs> I, I don't
1: regret it because I did Vicious while Modern Family was on. I did uh, I did my own other things. Yeah. And um, that's always the goal, you know, I would much rather do my own show that not that many people have seen than somebody else's show and win an Emmy for it. Like, I'd rather have have my thing, right. especially that, you know, when you're working so long, that's kind of what you're working towards, you know. Yeah. And um, so that's my preference. It was more the shows that I took that um, I was like, ugh, you know, like, oh, I can't believe I took this. I was Bette Midler show, I did. Oh. Actually, Family, I was on Family Guy, I think Family Guy was off, then I did Bette show. People were like, you'll get to move to go to New York, they were gonna film in New York. And everybody assumed because I was gay, you know, they were all, because she was at the time at my same agency, they all pretty thought, you must be this yeah. massive Bette Midler fan. And I was like, she's all right. You know, like, <laughs> I'm, not, like, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, if you came to me to share, I would've been like, oh my God, share. I'll yeah. oh, do anything but I and then but I wanted to go back to New York so I was like I'll get to go back to New York a well, week before we we're supposed to start it's like we're staying in LA I was like oh, oh. Fuck. like so now oh. I have to stay in LA and I was like yeah so I that show but I was so everybody was like it's gonna be a hit it's gonna be a hit it's gonna be, a hit. It's gonna be a hit it's gonna be massive yeah so I've been on things where you know you you're getting this pressure people are telling you it's gonna be a hit and obviously nobody knows what's gonna be a hit when I first you know went to Family Guy it was like nobody cared if I took it or if I didn't and I there were other things I had kind of like cooking that might that were more, at the time more successful shows but I, I I trusted my instinct I was like this show is funny and I met Seth and I loved him and I loved his sensibility and I was like I I like this I'm gonna I'm just gonna do this because I I like this show like I get this like I I see what this could be and and and, and I picked it for that reason. And it wasn't until years later that I was like, I was right, you know. <laughs> yeah, was I, I was. If I had listened <laughs> to somebody else, you know, I think they wanted me to meet them. at the same time on Dharma and Greg, you know, because I was at 20, all of these I was like, oh yeah, yeah that yeah, could yeah, be interesting. Yeah. Cause, you know, that was a big hit at the time. Mm-hmm. But um it was like, I wanna do something that I wanna trust my instinct. And it's something that I always remember, uh, you know, except it, the, the downfall was after I took that after that I was like I shouldn't have done that I knew it you know? I knew I learned this lesson because I did all the shows that I did that were unsuccessful fortunately I did it at the beginning of my career that's how you want them you know Yes. Yeah. you want all the canceled shows to litter the front end of yeah. your career not the, ba- not the back end
4: oh god yeah, yeah we yeah. got them all over front middle and end um, oh I, yeah well
0: I, I you know I don't
2: I'm, have uh, a I'm cu- out of sequence yeah (laughs) Go ahead, Um, Jesse. I don't
0: have a question, but I will say that um, I was working on SNL and those days were very, very long and exhausting. And I used to just look at my phone all the time. And it was, you know, when Prince Harry and Meghan got together and all this stuff. And I remember looking at my phone and it was one of your uh, Instagram posts where it said, I just assumed that you knew that I was going to cancel plans anyway or something like that. So I laughed so hard. I laughed harder at your Instagram post than I did working at SNL, oh. and, and and I loved working on SNL. And I just started. I became, <laughs> I became. No
2: comment. Thing. I just want to go on record as I also think you're funnier than SNL. <laughs> <laughs> Goldie. Thank you. Anti <laughs> SNL <think> crusade <laughs> continues. I do
0: mean that as a compliment. Yeah, by no, the way. that's yeah. that's a great compliment. Yeah, and and yes. Yeah, so then when when I came to family. Guy, I actually, for shame to me, I didn't realize that you were a writer on Family Guy.
3: That's so quite I, a and so yeah. I worked, it. That yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. And Until so I worked on the show,
0: and I told my husband Stu, I was like, Carrie Gennetti. I actually work with Gary J. Can you believe that like I just like it was this what did Stu thing. say he was very happy for me. Oh, yeah he was like oh Gary you he
3: love said. Gary <laughs> yeah you
0: love Gary not
1: Stu himself <laughs> no no he loves you no, he, okay
0: no <laughs> he's the couple
2: they're the couple you talked about at the beginning
3: yes he's playing his bass like, okay,
2: <laughs> while the, the person
1: who knows me explains to the friend who I am that I'm not able to be released (laughs) because i'll seem like an asshole i'm like you two sort this out i know he knows
4: all about you (laughs) oh that's perfect thanks jc of course well gary we're thrilled that you went all in on Family Guy and the Family Guy fans thank you and we thank you and we thank you for being our very first guest yeah um, but, thanks. but the, I
1: texted you I said I wanted to be your first guest
4: yes. yeah we I know well, well hey believe me that worked out great for us
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at CarMax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car
1: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: So, but before we let you go, every week here, we do a little something we like to call Top 5. Top 5. Now, Gary, that's us singing, if you can believe oh, that. It, sounds it good. really is. I know <laughs> JC put nice. it to- <laughs> JC put it together. Um, so it, it, we may give this all up and just do that around the country. <laughs> but this week's top five, uh, appropriately enough for a, a TV virtuoso like you, is uh, our, our top five favorite television theme songs. Pretty simple, straight down the middle. This was uh, uh, fun to go back and listen to a lot of these. So, Gary, you're the guest. Why don't we let you start us off?
1: Okay, top five. We start at five, obviously. <laughs> well, not obviously. JC wanted
4: to start at one, famously. But uh, no, you started. at oh, five. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you start at five. You can turn off after one.
4: Uh, yeah, exactly. Here we five. go to the
1: top 40 count up. Uh, five is su- succession is my number five. Oh, great. Wow. I, I love the succession theme. Four would be, because I think of them kind of similarly, four would be taxi and Ooh. cheers. They oh, both great. have a uh, similar.
4: It's, it's already vibe. cheating. Which one? <laughs> oh, you can't pick, do that.
1: Pick, pick, a pick taxi. One. I'm picking taxi. Okay, okay. it's a great, great theme. Yeah. Great theme. There's the melancholy the of it. Melancholy. Yeah, but I liked that. I yeah. liked that it was kind of like, and it was a comedy, but it was like, this is the kind of comedy yeah. we are. Oh, it was just point. sort of.
4: Yeah. yeah, it was like we've just we've just come out of Vietnam. This is how we yeah. feel. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, then would be Laverne and Shirley.
4: Oh, Pepe. Oh, Pepe. There you go. I love Laverne and Shirley.
1: I guess, would be, what do I have two left? Two and one? Yes, Yes. correct. Okay. Two then would be Flintstones.
4: Wow. What? Well, swinging. That's a swinging theme, man. The Flintstones? Yeah. Yeah, What? (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) And number one is the Jeffersons.
0: Oh, oh it's a uh, great, great, theme. great! Great. What a
4: it's a great list. I don't, yeah. I don't. Who has a problem with the Flintstones? That's a great theme.
2: <laughs> I, I find the I find everything about the Flintstones very annoying.
4: Oh. Uh, it's just a yeah, personal thing.
2: It's just not. It was always on. It was never actually funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. We well, it the was
1: themes that was. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. You're, now here comes Gary. To me,
2: the theme is like, here comes this thing that's going to disappoint right. you. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: What I was tasked was the best. <laughs> here theme we so. go. No, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> does it port- <laughs> What does it? What does the theme portend? <laughs> right. And does it fulfill the promise of? Um, the, if that yeah. was part of it, I would not have picked the footstool. <laughs> you know, I,
2: I, I really miss talking to people who have the guts to stand up to me. I really. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) I don't,
4: I certainly do not. Uh, And to that point, uh, Goldie, sir, would you like to go next?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll go.
4: So number five, this
2: is a deep cut, but I swear if you go on YouTube, it's one of the most incredible TV themes you will ever hear. It's called Jennifer Slept Here. Okay, I don't, yeah. Aunt wow. Jillian plays a ghost who haunts a house that this family moves into, her, and it's, I it's remember like this that guy show. goes, Jennifer slept here, she lived here, she worked here, she loved here, she left here, she slept here.
3: And it's, it's like a, it's right. incredible.
2: You should write you uh, Number four is the sort of happy claptrap of Mr. Belvedere.
0: Oh wow, that didn't oh, even happen. Streaks cross on the my...
2: channel. Wow.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, okay, okay. Uh, okay, and number yeah.
2: three, and I think this is a genre pick, it's the the theme that tells the story of what you're about to see. So, as a writer, this saves you having to ever explain again <laughs> what's going on in the show. But it's <laughs> Killigan's Island, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you just have to go. This it's great, you don't have to say, like, why are they on this island? Yeah, because the right. whole you heard the That's song, true. yeah, no. oh, yeah. And yeah would, the yeah. Beverly
4: Hillbillies does the same
3: the thing. thing, oh, yeah, that yeah. also yeah. didn't
2: make uh, it. Number two is the genuine funk of Night Court. Yes,
0: oh, yes. Stu, I, Stu must love a ready, that one. There's already a crossover. Yeah, part. face heavy. Yes, Dude, ready face crossover heavy. right there.
2: And I think you know what I'm going to say number one is. No idea. <laughs> Damn right.
4: What? Sopranos?
0: No. I, what?
2: I, <laughs> the Love Boat. Oh, oh. oh, right. Oh, we failed you.
4: Oh,
1: that's
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's I a miss, very good thing. I theme. loved
1: those clips, by the way,
0: Goldie. Yes. That's
1: <laughs> a very good theme. That was <laughs> very – I missed those. And that's um, a great
0: theme.
4: That's a great theme. Yeah. JC, why don't you go last? Because okay. I have no idea what yours are going to be. Mine are a little more down the middle. Okay. Number five, and this one um, is not that complex a theme, but the way it made me feel, how excited it made me feel every week I had to put it on there is The X-Files. Love the X-Files theme. It just just gave me an overall feeling. Uh, Number four, and uh, Gary, I was kind of surprised this was not on your list. Golden Girls. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. I just (laughs) love that. I like that, too. It's it's so goddamn pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) And kind of, uh, sort of, I I had to decide between this number three, between Taxi and this one, but I ended up going with Welcome Back, Cotter.
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
4: Yeah. Love Love that that theme. Similar vibes, like, hey, we lost Vietnam, here's a show. Um, (laughs) Here's a show, Uh Number two for me, uh, again, vibey, a moody child was I, Hill Street Blues. Oh.
0: Excellent. Oh. oh yeah. Yes.
4: That that that's just like Xanax for me. I I and watched
2: no- that at a piano recital when I was
4: about to <laughs> I was wearing like yellow pants and a yellow shirt. Just got
3: up and just did not get
2: it. maybe forty percent of it. Got churned out through my fingers.
4: Oh, You're nervous. God. Did you keep going or yeah. did you start over?
2: I did everything I started over (laughs) kept going I did it all (laughs) that's the worst it was
4: like the the song at my wedding okay yeah one of my my ex-wife's friends was tasked to play here there and everywhere by the Beatles on the acoustic guitar as we were like up at the altar and she restarted three times because she kept fucking up and it started it started raining in that time oh i will say
2: in one of the most (laughs) incredible things i've ever witnessed she was silently peer pressured into putting her guitar away yes like there was enough palpable anger that she kind of (laughs) yeah
4: i get. she did not get through it she just gave up (laughs) <laughs> Simply gave up, and that should have been the sign right there.
3: Uh, oh, and number yeah.
4: one, number one, couldn't be more predictable. Uh, and Goldie, I didn't go with you, although that I should have had that on my top five. Number one for me is Cheers. Yeah. Cheers is just mm. yeah. It's I actually wa- thought Goldie. It's was a warm say that. hug. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, JC, what do you got?
0: All right, number five is Night Court. Yeah. Yes.
4: Yes.
0: yes. It's excellent. Number four, Golden Girls.
4: There we There's go. There's our crossover. Okay. Yes.
0: Number three, The Muppet Show.
4: Oh. Yo. Yes. That huge oversight. Right. By everyone else. So exciting.
0: Yes. Um, number two, and for some reason, this gets sung so much in my house. Stu and I sing this all the time. Greatest American Hero.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh. That's Wait. a lovely Love, song. Yeah. Lovely I, I, song. Yeah. I didn't even know. And I continued
2: yet. piano. That was what I was learning. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> sheet music for that. Yes. I paid $4. You're learning one... all the classics,
4: I yeah. see. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Ina Kleiner, greatest American hero. <laughs>
0: um, and number one is family ties.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, what would God. we do without us? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, it's so
0: beautiful. The harmonies. Mm.
4: That one, yeah, that great. <laughs> <Sha-la-la-la>. <laughs> Gary David Goldberg. <laughs> um, all right, those those were fun lists. Those were fun to think about. And Gary, thank you so much thank for being so here much. with us today. Yeah. And uh, thanks, can, guys. Cannot wait to read your book when it comes out in Same. April. Same. will right, pre-ordered.
0: come back. Yes, please do. Yes, please. You yes. might even be the second guest. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I love yes. it. Our closer. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye, bye. Gary. Thank you. All right. Wow, Gary, so funny. The best. Awesome that he was with us. But now let's end each week as we do on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom we Gamble. Should, we should
2: loop that endlessly. <laughs> yeah, make it like thirty
4: <laughs> seconds long.
2: Like the movie Birdman, just
4: yeah, long and continuous law. Uh, thank you, Tom Gamble, for the law. Uh, this week's side note: I'll, I'll start off if nobody cares. I saw a very nice story on. I get a lot of these from the uh, site Tanks Good News. Uh, it's a very cool Instagram page where you just see all. It's like all uplifting stories. I saw one that kind of, it seemed like it was almost going to be a Johnny joke for a minute. But then when I sat and thought about it, I was like, oh, this is so sweet. In Holland, they've just, in in 200 grocery stores, they've put in chat registers for the elderly and the lonely. So when you're getting your groceries and if you're living alone or if you're somehow sad... You can take your time checking out and you have a conversation with the checkout person. It's like somebody to talk to at the grocery store. And they had pictures of like this little old lady, like chatting with another old lady behind the register. It was so nice. And it just made me think of like these countries, you know, Holland and, and the Scandinavian countries. They all prioritize mental health and they have such great healthcare systems in those countries. And just the fact that they're now down to thinking of stuff like this, yeah. like we're so far away in the United States from something like that ever really existing. They're down to it on like a nationally funded level, which is yeah. so cool. And just that's why, I, you know, the quality of life in those countries is so high and it's just, it's another cool thing that, I don't know, it really touched me.
0: Nice. It's very that is nice. It is nice.
4: Yeah.
2: Thank you for sharing.
4: Oh, you're welcome. It's the point of this, this segment. All right, what what crappy story do you have, Goldie?
2: Well, I don't, I, mine tend to be personal. I don't just outsource my good feelings to the news <laughs> and present them as though I did something. But, okay.
4: No, it wasn't. It was, that was never the mandate of this segment. It was something nice we heard. Oh, good. Are you going to recommend go another on. another book? Oh, I read. We get no. it. Here, Here's another well, book.
2: No, I'm going to recommend something else. Mine tend to be more like product recommendations. <laughs> right. <laughs> just a totally different mission. So uh, I, I have this electric bike, and okay. I, it's really become like an integral part of my life. I, I take my kids to school on it. Mm-hmm. I go grocery shopping with it. I never worry about parking. I almost never drive anywhere and i just want to tell people and encourage people that like this technology has gotten so much cheaper and so much better that it is now time for everyone to go out and try one of these and think about it because it is life-changing how great these things are to just ride around to get any distance like five miles or less it's actually way quicker it's more convenient and it, it it just has made such a difference in my life and it's so cool that's it's yeah. the awesome. bike you always wanted as a kid. You go if my bike had an engine. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. <laughs> it does.
4: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I
2: love that's that. awesome.
4: Look at we got our own personal Greta Thunberg here on the show. Yeah. I like it. No, it's <laughs> good for the environment. Good advice. JC, what did you
0: have? Uh, mine is, I mean, it's tennis related. Besides the fact that we had, <laughs> we had Gary on, obviously that's a high note. But um, yes, mine is always tennis related. But I went to Indian Wells. Before the tournament started, Stu and I went and we watched the practice sessions and me being just an enormous tennis nerd, this was one of the highlights, like I could say, like of my life, like right up wow. through my wedding day. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> you know, like it was Did just, you see
4: anyone we might know?
0: I uh, saw Andy Murray, but not close oh, up. Oh,
4: go on then, he, Andy.
0: Yeah, come on, Andy. He was sort of... They were understaffed and his court practice court was not covered by staff so we couldn't watch but we got to watch um andre rublev who's amazing a great player amazing so very close like right front row nobody was there on monday Um, madison keys um dennis shapovalov um, oh leila hernandez the runner-up of the u.s open the women's u.s open awesome So many people do you play
2: (laughs) or are you just a fan
0: both I mean, I don't have too much time to play, but we have courts, I mean, sorry, we have courts around here, but we have rackets in our car at all times, oh, Greg ready so, to like, go. Yeah, we're ready to go. We got to get I you together play, with
4: Rich yeah. Appel. He, he likes to play all the time. I get yeah. the sense he's good.
0: I have um, the same sense. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And was this now just to, to end on a low note? Was this also the trip where you were unfortunately forced to wear a visor for the first time?
0: I wasn't forced. <laughs> that was totally my choice. Oh,
4: <laughs> I thought I thought you were saying in your Instagram post like I've never worn one. Before. I've never.
0: I never did. I saw it. And I bought it yeah. at the store, and I was like, uh-huh. "I just want to try it." Did Why you keep
4: not? the receipt? <laughs> you don't love it. <laughs> I, it was it was a look I was unused to. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely
0: like, it was just ridiculous. It didn't look good, but it'll suit. Yeah, suit, suit yeah the purpose, it does. You know? it, it blocks the, the sun.
4: You gotta, yeah. you gotta keep yeah. that. Not when you're out bald, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a big hole. Yeah, on hat top. does serve as a better purpose. You're right. <laughs> oh, on that. No, end on a bald joke. They always say. Before we go today, we wanted to encourage any of you fans to write any comments or questions to our email address, which is a typical disgusting display at gmail.com, and of course uh, follow us on Instagram uh, at a typical disgusting display. And uh, thank you for listening this week. Thank you again to Gary Ginetti. And yep. thank you, too, for being awesome. And we'll thank talk you. to you next week.
3: And it right now. <laughs> 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 Completed, completed, completed.